Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. My next guest, Emma, Emma Gova from County Donegal, got in touch with me to share her story, like many of you do, often by email. And Emma's, uh, Emma's story really just struck me when I read it. Her husband, Lawson, is unable to get permission to enter Ireland from South Africa to see Emma, his wife, and his children. And Emma travelled from Donegal to meet me. We spoke a little earlier and I began by asking her about when she first met her husband, Lawson, and to tell us a little bit about him. Um, so I met my husband way back in 2015. Um, and uh, do you know what? He's He was just this kind of steady, dependable, really good guy. And um, what started out as just being really good friends, you know, and then we just, I don't know, developed into, it was getting harder and harder to say goodbye. Where did you meet him? I met him in South Africa. Oh, you were there? I was. um, I had taken my oldest daughter over. Um, I was a single parent at the time. I had taken my eldest daughter over for treatment because she's not well and then there's treatments that aren't available here in Ireland or not even treatments, there's no treatment for the condition that she has, but there's um, maybe scans and therapies. Mm. Kind of holi- holistic treatments, is holistic it? Holistic treatments, yeah. Yeah, okay. That aren't available here. Right. And it was actually our GP that had suggested, you know, coming over and trying um, the hospitals yeah. there. And um, my husband was his next door neighbour. Okay. <laughs> so they, he kind of introduced us over the garden wall. And yeah. Then, in, in, South in South Africa, Africa and right. then where? in a place called Mossel Bay, about three hours from Cape Town. Right. And then... And when you went over with your daughter, um, what age was she at the time? So in 2015, she was 10. 10. And had you, was there a sort of a timeline for how long you were going to spend there with her to get the treatments? Um, it was more just, we will go there, we will see how it goes. Um, we'll see what's available to us yeah. because um, here we had kind of exhausted all avenues um, and although the health professionals were saying to me you know you, you have to learn to live with the diagnosis and, and the prognosis I suppose as a parent you're, you're never going to yeah. you're never going to do that are you you're going to you're going to leave I suppose I, I remember saying that to our, to our friend who's the GP and I remember saying Stephen you know I have to know that I've done everything. Can I ask you a little bit about her condition? Yes, she has a genetic condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Um, Michaela has profound classical EDS. It basically means that her collagen gene is defective. Um, So as she gets older and the hormones are released, um, the relaxin is released, she would have always had some problems, but as she gets older, she becomes more physically disabled. So whereas... You know, maybe when she was five or six, yeah, she had health problems, but she was running around and she was going to school and she was mm. doing most things every other five-year-old do. Whereas now she would suffer this seven to eight dislocations of different joints a day. Um, it affects the strength of the organs. Okay. So they can come apart. She's, she would be at higher risk of arterial and cerebral ruptures. She would be in constant and chronic pain. She's no longer able to walk. Um, she's swallowing issues now um, and and we see that with a lot of people who have profound allergies. They they develop digestive issues 
it's called digestive paralysis. Now, Michaela doesn't have that yet, thank God, and I hope she never gets it. Yeah. But they end up being tube-fed, um, catheterizations, stoma bags, things like that. Okay. Um, but she would be quite physically disabled. She would have um, bilateral instability of her legs. Um, she has um, inst- instability of the neck. So the scans that she can't get here, we have to go abroad for. for. So nine years ago when you're being told there's more holistic treatments, maybe alternative scans available to you in South Africa, that's why you took Michaela. You took Yeah, Michaela we there. took her there and, and then I remember our friend Stephen saying to, to me, if we could just get her out to the sun, he would be that kind of holistic doctor. You know, he's, um, I always call him the Peter Pan of medicine. <laughs> you know, he's just, he's very much about, you know, you just don't treat the symptom, you treat the patient. Mm. You know, and he was very much, if we could just get her out there and, and, and get her into the sun and and, and, and have this m- amazing trip with her, then, you know, you never know what could happen. Yeah. Um, so that was the chance you took and you're there and you're in South Africa. Um You'd obviously met Lawson while you were there and, mm-hmm. and, and things yeah. developed and, and grew. Um, when did you get married? Oh, we didn't get married until 2018. Um, I suppose being a single parent, you're maybe a wee bit more guarded. Um, so I always had this theory that or feeling that if you are a single parent, you know, it's not to dispute it any way anybody else does it. Yeah. But for me, it was if I get hurt, that's one thing. But I was never going to introduce somebody that I knew wasn't going to be there for the long haul. Yeah. So, so, so how long did you stay initially, sorry, in South Africa? So we were in South Africa a month. A month. And you came back home. And then we came back home and then we went back out and came back home. And and this went on. And this went on okay. and on. And, um, and then it was uh, 2017 we got engaged on Valentine's Day in 2017. In South Africa? Uh, yes. Yeah. At that point, had Lawson ever been to Ireland? No, he had never been allowed to come to Ireland. And what what is the reason for that? Presumably to do with permits. Yes. Well, basically, he has to have a sponsor. So it doesn't matter whether you have a job in South Africa or what it is you're doing. He has to have a sponsor in Ireland who invites him. So I would have invited him and said, but I can't sponsor him. Family carers are not allowed to sponsor their spouses. Family carers, as in because you're the carer of because, Michaela? No, because technically carers is seen as a, a receipt of a social welfare payment. So if you are in receipt of a social welfare payment, you cannot sponsor your spouse. So if you weren't, if Michaela didn't have the condition she has and you weren't her full-time carer, yes. as the partner of Lawson, you could sponsor her? Oh, yes. But because you mind your daughter... Who well, needs full-time care. Well, we, we, there's two children, two of my children have this disease. And or my other daughter has quite the, profound autism. Okay. So I was caring before Michaela had got worse anyway. Yeah, okay. Rosie's quite far into the spectrum. Um, and, but you were. I was still able to go out and study. You know, I was trained to be an EMT. I was... I was doing all these things. I was going to go out and work in ambulance service and I loved it. Yeah. But as Michaela got sicker, it just became, you know, you'd be in and you'd be doing your training and you'd be in the middle of doing an exam or a course and you'd get a call to say something's happened. Yeah. Your time wasn't your My own. time wasn't my own. Yeah. I mean, this this is a child that's had CPR twice. 
in her life, you know. Um, so that's always there in the background. So, but 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 because of of your because your 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 children's full time carer that has prevented you from being able to sponsor. Yes, you're now fiance to come to Ireland back in you in, can, you in cannot sponsor if you are okay. in receipt of a, you must be without a res, uh, social welfare payment for two years. Um, at this point, you're engaged. When when did you get married? We got married on the 21st of December 2018. And was that in South Africa? Yes, we got okay. married in South Africa because he wasn't allowed to come here to do it. So we went, we thought she she was going back out to see the physiotherapists and we would do a lot of hydrotherapy with her and things like that. And we thought, we'll do it all out there. Mm. And we did and we got married and then um, I came back. Um, I was pregnant with Sabina then at that stage and um, she was born very prematurely then in July. In Ireland? Yeah. Okay. And and presumably Lawson wasn't here for... No, he wasn't. He, was, he wasn't allowed emergency entry when she was born because he had already had... Um, you can't have more than one visa application at a time. So he had applied to come again and, and say, you know, can I... You can put the application in as many times as you like. So he had put the application in and they said uh, it can take six months, it can take a year for your decision. It just depends on the volume of applications they have. Um, so when I went into premature labour with her, he uh, emailed the embassy in Pretoria because you can't ring them. So he emailed them and he said, you know, I, I need an emergency visa. And they said, no, you can't have an application in for two separate visas. You're just going to have to wait until the decision is made. So she was born on the 15th of July. And she was in the neonatal intensive care then to August. So when did Lawson get to see his daughter? For the first time last year. In person. She was over three. Over three years of age. Because of COVID. Um, so he applied to come. Um, and they said no. And I couldn't go into South Africa because all the borders were closed. They had one of the strictest lockdowns. And we couldn't get a passport for Sabina because the passport office had been closed here for about 18 months and you had to have an emergency reason for a passport. So you needed either a letter from a hospital or a doctor to say you were going abroad for uh, significant medical treatment or important medical treatment that could not be put off or if it were a family emergency. And when we saw that, we thought, oh, well, maybe we can try and explain to them. more of an emergency? Yeah, she's in... You know, what, 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 maybe we can try and explain this to them. Um, but when, when we tried to say, you know, we need a passport for her because she... <laughs> Her, she hasn't seen her dad yet. Um, they said, uh, no, that's not a family emergency. A family emergency is, i.e., if somebody in his family or he himself becomes severely unwell or if there is a death that you have to go and take care of. So they said, no, we wouldn't be issuing a passport under them circumstances. So you're married, your husband's in South Africa. Your daughter, both of you and Lawson's daughter is born. She's now three years of age. Yeah. Meeting her dad yeah. for the first time. Yeah. We're now in 2024. Yeah. And he's, he, 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 he's not allowed in. And, and that was, you only got, sorry, your daughter Sabina met Lawson because you went to South Africa. I had, well, yeah, because I had to, because, yeah. uh, to be quite honest with you. He so he could, still hasn't been here. He still hasn't been here. He can't, he couldn't take it anymore. He, he needed to see his, mm. you know, we video call three or four times a day. Um, and he video calls with Michaela and Nicholas and Rosie and, and he's steady on the phone with all the kids and he's steady on the phone with me. 
But it is not the same as, as holding your child. It's, it's not the same. And when somebody calls you and tells you that your wife has been taken into theatre at 32 weeks pregnant and, and, and your child has been born that day, like he still says he will never get over that. Mm. Ever. So where is his uh, uh, visa application at at the moment? So his last one was denied. On what grounds? Uh, the grounds were that we put in for a visitor's visa instead of a long-stay visa um, because they wouldn't grant the long-stay visa. So we said at least if he could come and give some respite and see me and the kids. And they said no because he may gain employment and not leave the country. And because I'm a family carer. Well, they didn't say family care, but they said because I am in receipt yeah. of a social welfare payment, no, you cannot sponsor him. You do not meet the financial criteria to sponsor your husband. So where do you go from here, Emma? I don't actually know because we've had representations from TDs who know us. Uh, Sabine is now what age? She's, she's going to be five in July. And she's met her dad once? Once in person. And, you know... Minister McConnell, Minister of Agriculture, mm. he made representation in our part. He said, you know, this is given the, the, the amount, because I'm also a carer for both my parents who have a lot of health problems. And, and he outlined that all in the letter and he said, you know, this is far too much to expect. Um, one person, she needs her husband here for moral and physical support. Mm. And, and I'm happy to say that, you know, I, I absolutely support this application and I'm asking you on compassionate grounds to, 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 to allow this man to join his family. Um, and they said, no. They being the de- Department of Immigration. Like, I understand that there is, there has to be immigration law. There has to be. Mm. Of course there does, you know. And I understand that, you know, a lot of, lo- a lot of procedures were brought in um, to counteract, you know, so-called sham marriages. And I appreciate that. Clearly, we are not a sham marriage. We've had a child, you know. Um, he has taken legal responsibility for his stepchildren. Do you know what I mean? He, mm. they, don't, they don't actually call him Lawson or, or their stepdad. They call him dad. And I, and I know a lot of people just say that, but it is actually true. Yeah. If you talk to my children, they would say, their dad. I requested a meeting with Minister Helen McEntee to discuss our family situation and, mm. and we, 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 were, we, we have never been given a meeting with anybody from the Department of Justice. And this falls under justice? It's, it's, yeah, it's the remit immigration, of immigration falls, falls under, under justice, justice and they, they won't give us a meeting. Okay. What and would I, you say to the, to the Minister today or her department if they're, they're listening? I would say that my family have been apart long enough. And it's time. It's time for us to be put back together. Because we're together, but we're not together. And, you know, my husband and I, we talked all this week about the last couple of years, really, and the things that we have, I don't want to say gone through, because that sounds mm. so dramatic, but I remember my husband calling me, and, and it was something that he had brought up this week, and I never really realised how much it had affected him. But I remember him saying to me, Michaela had had really, really severe seizures because she suffers with seizure disorder and she stopped breathing. And I remember thinking, even with all the training that I had, I was looking at her 
And it was almost like a delayed reaction. I just watched her lie on the floor and change colour. And then I was like, and and I was on the phone to the ambulance service and and then they were telling me what to do. And I was like, no, but she has to be breathing. And they said, no, no, you know, you, we've counted her breaths. You have to start CPR. And I kind of went into full on mode then of, OK, let's just get this done. But I remember when the paramedics arrived and I just went into uncontrollable hysterics. And I hadn't been hysterical when I was doing the CPR, mm-hmm. but the un- you know, just this unbelievable hysterics came over me. And I went to the hospital with her and my, my mum phoned him and said, you know what, this has happened. And he said, I remember phoning you and just the sheer look of trauma on your face and the worry. And you say, well, she's in resource, but I don't want to go in because I'm scared to go in because I, I, I don't want to hear something that I don't want to hear. And, and you know, I never really realised how much that had affected him. The impact on him. The impact on him as well of, you know, he was saying to me, you know, I should have been there to hold you as my wife. You're my wife and I should have been there. And I just feel completely inadequate. I'm working and I'm doing everything I should be doing. But he said, I'm terrified someday I'm going to get that call and you're going to be on your own. The emotional toll of all of this, Emma, for you is... At this, you know, it's, it's, it's unbearable. To- You've travelled from Donegal today to to meet with us and, and to meet with me and, and to chat to me here today and I've no doubt that's a trip you'd gladly undertake again if you thought there was an opportunity to meet anybody in, in the department or, or the minister. Yeah, and for families like mine, it's not a matter of jumping in the car or taking a bus or flying from Donegal yeah. Airport. You're at your wits end and I, I can see that in you know in, in, in talking to you today but... Um, so that that's why you're here with us this yeah, morning. Yeah, to be honest, I, I am I'm past the point of pride at this stage. I am begging somebody from the Department of Immigration, somebody from the Department of somebody from any department mm. to reach out to us. And, you know, we've watched all of I remember last year and it was the most beautiful uh thing I had seen on RT News. And I don't know if you remember, it was a little Ukrainian girl that was reunited with her father. She hadn't seen him for, I can't remember how many days. Yeah. And it was, I remember watching it on the news when, when she met him and she was hugged the life out of him. And I was so happy for her. But I was sad for Sabina. Because now Michaela is at the stage where travel is not an option for us anymore. You know, we literally have a hospital bed and a hoist. She's on ventilation at night. We don't have the option of that travel. How can they furnish me with a letter? And it says in the letter, well, they sent it to my husband, but it says in the letter, they are concerned that he would become a burden on the state because his wife is in receipt of carers allowance. This is a man who has a degree, a degree in quantitative business. This is a man who is retrained as a HGV lorry driver. Um, this is a man who is now doing a healthcare diploma. He will do anything to be reunited with his family. He's been police vetted from not only his home country, but any country he's worked in, it's like if you were to go to Australia yeah. and you're applying, you've got to be vetted. And yet they're saying, we cannot let Jen and I become a burden on the state. This one person. We cannot let this one man into his wife and his children in case he becomes a burden on the state. Um, I, I, I hope that you get um, some update or, or information or that some 
contact is made with you because I know that there's been a you know a, a, a physical toll on you and coming down here today and I, I know you have the kids with you as well and um, but obviously the the emotional impact of even sharing you know your your story with listeners today I'm, I I know is quite difficult for you but I do really appreciate your time and thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Uh, the Department of Justice have have got back to me here on uh, on the show since we we got in touch with them to to ask them for some sort of a comment or if they wanted to say anything about Emma Gova's situation. Um, it's three lines here, I have it in front of me. The Department of Justice is not in a position to comment on individual cases, but in general, an individual must be in a position to support family members being brought to the state. And then they um, have a link to the relevant policy document that you can you can click on to as well. Um, not an easy trek for Emma to make down from, from Donegal to Dublin with the kids um, and share that story with all of us today, but very hard not to not to feel for Emma. If you want to get in touch with us, if you want to share your story with us, you can always drop me an email. That's lunchtime live at newstalk.com. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.